0: Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back uh, to the very best self podcast. I am your host. It's your girl, Victoria Brown. And today we are talking all things manifestation, manifesting your dream life, making things happen. And so I've got the manifest manifestation queen herself, as I call her, um, Cassandra Bodzak on the pod. So Cassandra has a book called Manifesting Through Meditation. Yes, we are also going to talk a little bit about meditation today as well. Um, and it's just including how you can manifest the life that you want. She teaches what meditation is and guides you through what kind of meditation is best for you, depending upon you know each day or what you're going through, or the season that you're in. Um, so her work has been featured in the New York Times. Marie Claire, Forbes, Vogue. Uh, She has her own podcast. Uh, She's just a very inspirational human being and really just dives deep in this episode on how to manifest your dream life, which is something that we are all trying to do. And I think she makes a lot of interesting points that for me... Came across as very uh, unique in the space, connecting to who you are being the first kind of thing that we dive into. And what that actually means when she says connecting to who you are. Um, and so the tips and tricks that she shares really will help you guide you through manifesting your dream life, like I said, and how to you know handle anxiety and just really bring your life into a state and a place of balance and knowing that all things are connected and that all things if you view it in such a way, are working for you and not against you. Um, All right. So let's get into this thing so we can all manifest some great things in 2022. Um, I'm super hyped to uh, have Cassandra on. So here we go, y'all. Okay. We've got Cassandra Bodzak on today, you guys, and she is the manifestation queen. That's what I am dubbing you as, the manifestation queen. (laughs) Um, So I'm super pumped to have this conversation and just really, really excited to chat with you today because I know that you have just following you on Instagram, just like inspiring things. uh, I don't know that you share with your followers. So I'm pumped to have you on. Thanks
1: so much. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. Um, So being that you are the manifestation queen and being that uh, we are, you know, right here at the brand new year um, and manifestation is really top of mind for a lot of people. uh, And I think it's commonplace now that we realize that you can't just write down what your goals are, or even beyond that, you can't just dream it in your mind. It's got to be taken um, so much further. There's a lot more steps that go into "quote unquote" manifesting. So how do you manifest?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the million dollar question, right? Um, I really feel like, exactly. I think a lot of manifestation has gotten a bad name Um, In ways, and some people have been like really discouraged by it because there's a lot of like I think surface level manifestation tools out there um, that are fun, and I don't think are you know are are positive. I mean, they're they're good, and and if you're having fun and they're lifting your spirits, um, but they can be discouraging because um, I really believe that manifestation is something that we do from a soul level. It's something that we do from the divine essence within us, not from our conscious 3D human body, right? Um, it's something that begins by us remembering um, who we are. You know, um, I have this, the, this book I wrote called Manifesting Through Meditation, and I was so adamant about writing this book because I was like, everybody wants to skip meditation. <laughs> Everyone wants to skip that huge part of manifesting. And then they wonder why their manifestations don't work or they struggle with them. And the, the secret sauce really, I think, is meditation because it's in meditation that we remember the truth of who we are. It's in our meditation that we connect to that divine essence. That we connect to the the part of us that is unlimited, the part of us that is infinite potential. And I like to call our creative field, right? And so my, you know, four steps that I talk about in the book to just kind of like break it down for people. Um, the first step is remembering who you are, and this is this is what I think everyone skips over. <laughs>
0: And like, I want to get I really know? into that one because I want to know, what, yeah, what you mean by that, like remembering who you are, right? Because I feel like you could say that, but then I feel like it, you actually mean it like on a much deeper, deeper deeper level of like, remembering who you are. So like, how does someone know who they are? And I want to get into all four steps, but like, do you know what I mean by that? Like, how does someone know who they are?
1: Yes. I think that yes. could be hard it for some people. It's so much deeper than personality. So um We're all figuring out who our personality self is constantly and evolving and stuff. So it's not about that. It's about, it is about remembering that essence of who you are. The fact that you are creative potential manifested in physical form, that your human body and your earthly experience is in and of itself a manifestation of the consciousness and the awareness that is you, right? And the truth of who you are is that conscious awareness right? Some, you know, you can call it soul, you can call it source, you can call it your light within. So you say divine essence, right? Um, it's that part of us that that lives on, right? It's that part of us that is more than our body.
0: So it's connecting with who you are on, on a cellular level that you, is that, is that how you would describe it? So not saying like, I'm kind, I'm powerful, I'm strong, I'm all of these things, but it's more so just understanding that like who we are is a miracle. Just being here is a miracle. Okay. Got it.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Like you are a miracle. You are divine. You in and of yourself, you are the essence of love. You are the essence of uh, creative power and potential. Whatever higher power anyone believes in, that created you know the plants and the birds and whatever also you're part of that right and okay. so okay. It, it's from remembering that like we are in and of our like we we have you know god is the word that you connect to god we are like we have god in us right if you connect to the universe, we have the universe in us. If it's source, we have source in us. You know, uh, I'm really like open to whatever terms people people connect to. But it's that thing that you, that's this higher power that's kind of orchestrated this beautiful symphony of the universe, of the planet, of life itself. You are a droplet in that ocean. You have that within you. And right, that so is like- the
0: place divine power working in behind the scenes that even caused any one of us to just be on this planet earth and really deeply connecting to how, how rare that is and how special that is, is the number one place to start. Is that what you're saying? Cause that, yes, I like that. That feels really good. <laughs> I
1: like right, that. Right. Because when you start from there now you're starting from a whole different place. Now you're like, what can I create? What can I create in my life? You know? Right. I can and create I'm glad anything. You-
0: Right. I'm glad we went over that too in that way because we give ourselves pep talks, right? Things, doesn't, things don't go our way and we give ourselves pep talks and we'll be like, no, you're a badass. You got this. You are kind. You are powerful. You are, and you can list all these adjectives, but it's it's not connecting in a way of, of your adjectives and the ways that you would describe yourself if you were to give yourself a personal pep talk. It's really just connecting to the fact that you're a miracle on planet earth yeah. in yeah. this giant galaxy.
1: Yeah, I'm okay, a miracle. Cool. I'm
0: divine Let me start explaining and human
1: that. that. And you know, in the the book I do 10 different meditations to connect to that because I do realize it's kind of like an ambiguous target for some people. And I think to have an experience of that, that's why we meditate, right? When we that moment when we meditate and we lose our physical body, um where you meditate and you just kind of feel like an essence floating in the infinite abyss (laughs) falling into the gap. Yeah. I love it. I call it the cosmic ocean, (laughs) but like whatever, you know, whatever that is, you know, when you have that experience, like when you're, when you fall into the gap, that's when you're, you're just you, right. It's like just the essence of you is there. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're keenly connected to that part of you that is divine, right? That is sacred, that, um, is creative potential.
0: And I love that so much because sorry to interrupt you just one second. (laughs) Um, because for anyone who is familiar with meditating, When you fall into the cosmic ocean or the gap, right? It's this space in between, and it's very difficult to explain what it is. And when you come out of it, you have no idea how long you've been there. could have been 10 seconds, could have been 10 minutes. You have no idea. And what I find to be beautiful about it is you cannot try to go there. You can't. You can't really try. It's just you're focusing on your breathing, you're doing your meditation, and then all of a sudden, it's like you come out of it. But it's not something you necessarily try to do the same way we don't need to try to be like when we connect with who we are. We realize we don't need to try in this life or beyond, really. You just exist as you are.
1: Well, it's essentially you release all of, you surrender everything that's not that right yeah in your meditation it's like the the only the efforting that you have to the efforting that you do is really just sitting down to meditate right and then once you're there then it's really just a process of surrendering right and it's through that you know focusing on your breath focusing on your heart center doing the mantra doing whatever your meditation that you're doing like so many roads can lead to that space um but it's just fully surrendering to it. And it is, it's like, you can't, you can't force yourself there. You have to surrender and let everything else melt away. And then you arrive there. And I think, you know, doing that alone, we hear about meditation and, and I'm a big fan of all different kinds of meditations. And I love in the book, I do all, I have also like have like visualization meditations and meditations where we meet our future self and we do all this stuff but even the most basic of meditation, this meditation where you just breathe or you do a mantra or whatnot and you fall into the gap or the ocean or the infinite abyss, whatever it is, that is so powerful for manifesting because now from that space, from that knowing, right when you when, from that knowing anything is possible right And the more that we connect to that version of ourselves, you know the self we relate to in the world is limited inherently because we live in a a world that has its own like constructs about things right like one plus one equals two kind of constructs right? right and so when we connect to that infinite self that infinite self is limitless and and it's from that place that we really we become magnets right that that's the place that 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 we know on a deep, deep level, not in just a like rah, rah, let me say that I can do anything. Like we know on just like a deep, deep level that we can do anything, that we have the power to, to create our reality in this precious life
0: that we have. Wow. Okay. So then if we, let's say we would, in terms of manifestation though, right, that's manifesting specific things that we would like to have happen right so my question is around med- or around uh, manifestation in terms of meditation and beyond but um, if what if that specific thing wasn't necessarily meant for you right so I believe that there are dreams that exist within our minds that are there only for the pure purpose that they were act they, they wouldn't be there they wouldn't exist in our minds in the first place if they weren't actually meant for us but then I think that there are things like, promotions at work or um, something you see someone else do uh, and you want that that accolade or you want that same fame that they got or whatever it is that you seek um, the approval that they received. So how is how do you know and how do you decipher when you are manifesting something that is authentic to you and when you're manifesting something that's inauthentic to you? Because someone who's aiming to manifest something that's inauthentic to themselves might think about this thing, obsess about this thing, maybe do all the steps in your book, but then the thing never actually happens. And so then they're like, oh, I don't believe in manifestation, you know?
1: Well, they wouldn't have done all the steps in my book because you gave me the perfect lead up to step two. <laughs> because step okay, great. two
0: okay, great.
1: is connecting to your soul's desires um okay. and and like specifically your soul's desires because of that very reason that you brought up and so step 2 and and all of the meditations in there are really and you know you could do this without the book if you want to too, but it's really just getting to that heart space. Right. And that's why, again, I recommend doing it after a meditation, doing it when you're like not right after, you know, stalking someone on Instagram or, you know, your girlfriend's just bragging to you about a trip or whatever, like, you know, get yourself out of the zeitgeist, (laughs) you know, allow yourself to just, you know, be with your heart and then get really clear on what is your soul desire. And I think this is, a huge, an even more important step in our world today, because there's so much noise out there that's trying to convince you, like all marketing is trying to convince you that you want whatever the thing that they're selling is. Right. And so you have things coming at you, like marketing, like a trip to Japan or marketing a, um, fancy sports car, whatever it is, right? And so it's so easy to, you know, through that stimuli, start thinking you want things that actually your soul doesn't really want or doesn't really care about, or maybe it's just neutral about, right? Um, And so I really recommend a process that I, I talk about is getting down to the divine essence of something. So if you really desire something, you, the, you know, our soul, our soul I believe, you know, speaks in in more of the essence of something, right? So, for instance, the promotion at work, right? If you're feeling like you really desire a promotion at work, I would have you break that down to what is the essence of that desire, right? The essence of that desire might be, well, if I got the promotion, I would get to do more presentations. And I really want to do more things that I really enjoy in my job. I really want to be speaking. Maybe if you get that promotion, you'll get... An account that really like speaks to your heart or something, right? And you're like, wow, or maybe you're just gonna get a rip, maybe you just want the money, right? That's fair, right? Maybe you're like, I just want that promotion because I really want to feel what it's like to have more abundance, right? Mm-hmm. And so then once you get to the desires, that's how I would break it down and be like, okay, what does this thing actually mean, right? To me. And then you're like, okay, well, what I really want is more responsibility to work on, you know, accounts that I really care about and more abundance for my good work. Right. And right now I think it's going to come the easiest way it seems would be a promotion, but I'm open. And that's why I think when you're manifesting, you always have to say like this or something better, right. What's in my highest good, because we only see what we can see through our limited eyes, through what's in front of us, through what seems obvious to us. Right. So there might be possibilities, you know, like Susie's manifesting the promotion and what, you know, when she gets down to the essence of it she's like, I want to create more impact. I want more money. I want to do things that light me up. You know, what she doesn't realize is that she's going to end up going to a conference and meet someone at a different job that has like the perfect position for her that embodies all of that and is not the promotion it's actually just her making more and working on things she loves at a different company but she that wasn't even in her frame of reference because what was right in front of her was the promotion people do that with relationships too you can't manifest a specific person because you don't know if a specific person is in your highest good so you manifest, what is the kind of relationship I want? How do I want to feel in my relationship? What do you know? What's that energy? What's that dynamic? It's kind of like that for anything. It's asking yourself, you know, even if it's a car, let's say, you're like, oh, I'm like, really want this, whatever car you want, right? It's like, you don't want the car, you want how you think you're going to feel when you have that car. So how do you actually want to feel? And so getting really clear on that, well, I want that car because I want to feel, let's say you want an electric car because you want to feel like you're helping the environment. (laughs) Okay, well, you can put that as something you're manifesting. Like I want to manifest, you know, having some electric cars so I can feel like I'm aligned with my environmental initiative or something. Um, But then also you could say, well, there's a lot of other ways I could manifest opportunities to be aligned with the environment right and so I think it's really about taking that you know that desire down to the essence of how you want to feel right you know and then when we get that it's always that or something better and and when we get that there's there all of a sudden different opportunities Open to us, right? We see even more doors and different channels that that can come through. And when we're focused on the essence of it, then I feel that then it then it is aligned in some way. It's when I think sometimes we get overly focused on the container of what something looks like. That we can kind of be misguided in our manifestation.
0: I totally, totally, totally could not agree more. And you know, I, I'm a life coach and a soul cycle instructor, and I always tell people that same thing because I will say a lot of times, like, don't like people always say you've probably heard it before, like you know, you know, decide what it is that you want and then have tunnel vision for that thing. Well, like if you have tunnel vision that cuts off all of your peripheral vision, you can't see anything else on the side that's like potentially happening for you and coming in, like you said, a, a different container, but I always say what I, how I always say it is like a different vessel, right? It might, it might show up in, in a vessel that you never expected. And I, I guess I say that too, because, you know, I've talked about this many times on my podcast before, but you know, when I was in college, I remember I had this discussion with my guidance counselor at the time. And I was like, I know two things that are true about me. Um, Um, is that I love public speaking and I want to help people. And, you know, I didn't know what that looked like as a a career. I had no freaking idea. I, I had no idea. And so, you know, I went out and tried to, you know, become an adult and figure it out and try a bunch of different things. And, you know, I never in a million years thought that that would manifest itself in the, the vessel, the form of a, of a stationary bike. Like, I, I couldn't have dreamt that. I could have never <laughs> dreamt that. Like, right? Like, how could I have said like, oh, when I was in college, you know, before SoulCycle was even a thing that wasn't even, it didn't even exist at that time. Right. And that's, that's probably the biggest point you're making. Right then and there, what I just said that it didn't even exist at the time. Soul Cycle had did not even exist. So how could I have manifested that, right? That specific thing. So sometimes it's better to be more broad, as you're saying, and just manifest how you want to feel and manifest, like, you know, who you want to help, maybe as well. I, I would I would add in there. Um, and who you can serve, but, uh, that can take on so many different forms. And a lot of times, like maybe as you're manifesting it, it, it's taking on, like it's being created,
1: you know, same thing. When I started, I started my blog in college and I had no idea, like this was, you know, I was also in college before Soul Cycle existed. Um, and also, you know, when I was in college, this wasn't like, like our jobs, like wasn't a thing. Like, I mean, it wasn't, it just wasn't a thing. It wasn't something that you could even like pick out to talk to your guidance counselor about or be like, oh, I'm going to be a motivational personality. You know, I mean, I guess it was like the Tony Robbins, but not in the way that like we see ourselves, you know, we do things now. And um, I think that was, you know, it's one of the things I personally look back on as a gift. I think it was a gift that I had no idea that like being a coach Or, um, yeah, being a coach really was even a possibility because I just was doing the thing that I loved. Right. I was just like, oh, I'm just going to keep writing these things. Just going to put this out there. Like maybe someone will read it. Maybe I'll help someone. Um, It lit me up. I got joy in the doing of it, you know, and I think that's, you know, to kind of sidebar, I guess, a little bit on the steps is, like, you know, we want to manifest everything because we want to be happy, right? All beings just want to be, be happy and loved and free. That's what we all want. And so everything that you desire, you associate with bringing you greater happiness, right? And so in the meantime, while you're on the path, right, do the things that make you happy now. And, you know, the beautiful... Uh, you know, trick of life or serendipity of life is that if you just keep on following those things that light you up and the things that bring you joy, you'll find yourself as a soul cycle motivational instructor. Right. And it was just like, you're just doing the things that brought and you're like, Oh, Oh wow. This is up now. All of a sudden the possibility arises. Right. I was like doing the thing. You wake up up one day and
0: you're like, how did I even end up here? (laughs)
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly, and that's why you know I think that's why the 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 manifestation of the future is more broad, right? The manifestation of the future is getting things down to the essence of you know what do you want to feel, what, what kind of, what is the energy of that job, right? What is the energy of that relationship? What it you know, and and less about fixating on a container and if you do have a container I just want to put this out there for anyone who's listening it's like I'm sure you have some listeners that are like I really want to be a soul cycle instructor right or I really want to be a podcaster or whatever and there's nothing wrong with having like an an, a, an arrow kind of that you're pointing at but it's just like hold it loosely right to so be like you know it feels really good it feels really exciting let's say to be a soul cycle instructor and get to like, again, break it down to the elements of that. Why do I love that? Well, maybe I love fitness, hopefully. And then also, I love motivating people. And, you know, I love the impact that that has. And now all these people go out and have a better day because of that class, right? Okay, well, if we think about that doesn't mean you can't go to soul SoulCycle instructor training and tryouts and stuff like that, of course, go for it. But hold that space open so that if you see like a Maybe you see a kickboxing instructor tryout or a dance tryout. or You know, you see other elements, other options of how you can do that. Um, you don't shut them down because you might stumble. You might have never in a million years thought you're going to be, you know, uh, I don't know, a TRX coach or whatever. And you just stumble into it one day because one of your friends like drags you to a class. And you're like, wow, actually, I love this. Right. And so it's through staying open and and getting clear on what those like essences are. Then you're like, oh, actually, this is this is even more aligned than the thing I originally thought I wanted.
0: Right. Yeah, that's such a powerful way to think about how we, quote unquote, manifest. And it's it's about manifesting our dream lives. And when you think about your dream life, you don't think about necessarily the physical thing. It's about always really how you think those things are going to make you feel. So focusing more on how you want to feel. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what's number three? <laughs>
1: so three is less fun, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's really important. It's really important. It's really important. But sometimes I feel like this is the one people give me a hard time with because it's really looking at your fears. It's looking at your limiting beliefs. It's
0: looking at... That sounds fun where... to me. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's fun to me, too, because I'm like, yeah, let's get it out of the way. Let's, like, clear it out. But it does require... I'm like, require these are the things
0: that hold me back, and I want to clear right? that out of my way. So let's go right I, to it. My, yeah.
1: Some of my clients think I'm such a weirdo because they're like... because. Uh, I, I get excited when I like spot a new like little limiting belief and I'm like, ah, I got you. And yeah. I'm like, once I spot it, it doesn't stand a chance. You know, it's like the, the ones that we don't see that, that um, are tricky. But so I think um, it's really important to be really honest with yourself. And I think that's kind of something that happens is like an effect of the spiritual journey and of meditation um, and being part of that path. But looking at, so there's a couple different ways you can go about this. Um, The way I like to do is do a little fear inventory. So I think just, you know, write out or sit with what's like the biggest, juiciest vision that you have for your life, right? And here, doing this work, sometimes it is helpful to get like specific with whatever you're thinking, you know, right now, just for the sake of the exercise. Um, So then asking yourself, what if, like, if I was sitting in front of you right now, and you're like, "What I dream of being is," we'll go with the soul cycle instructor because we're running with that. <laughs> I want to be a soul cycle instructor. Um, then I would say, "Okay, well, tell me why. Why aren't you one already? Why aren't you one already?" And that's very confronting for people. And, and um, but it's only you and you journaling at home, so don't worry, no one else is gonna know. And <laughs> So you're journaling at home and I want you to write out all the excuses that you would give. I want you to write out, well, you know, maybe it's like I'm not old enough or they don't have tryouts near me or I'm not physically fit enough or I'm not confident enough or maybe I'm not inspirational enough or I don't, you know, I feel like I'll, I have to, you know be X, Y, and Z to have that kind of job. Or, you know, my parents expect me to be a lawyer or whatever it is, right? Like I'll just be brutally honest, write all of those things out because those are all of the things that are just energetically getting in the way of you opening yourself up to that, right? And it's either that or it's something in the essence of that, right? But but just even asking those questions will show you the things that are in your way and once we look at them then I really like to kind of um to to kind of unfurl them and kind of pull out the weeds in a little bit and look at okay well what is the evidence that I've collected for that right because our minds are evidence-making machines and so when we have these beliefs right when we think like I'm not physically fit enough or whatever to be an instructor. I don't know. Right. Then all of a sudden our mind will be like, great, a new spreadsheet. And like, as soon as everything comes down, it will be like, Oh, remember that time you were tired after class? You could never be an instructor. Right. Oh, remember that time where like you did not you know, you were whatever. I don't know. It's so silly, but it's true. It's like how our minds work. And so They will, they will collect this data because they want to support whatever we believe. Now, the exciting part is that we could change what spreadsheet we're filling in, right? So we can, once we look at the evidence we've collected, and I think it's important to look at that to disprove it, right? So sometimes just like when I was kind of laughing, just thinking of those examples, just when you start writing out the evidence, you're like, "Oh gosh, that's so ridiculous," right? I yeah, mean, sometimes like- you gotta write
0: things down. I think that's so true because you're like, "Wait, what? That doesn't even make any sense." And like, why would I have that thought, that negative thought about myself, anyways? Secondly, like, that's not even real. I just I, like when you write it down, you're like, "Oh, I fully just made that up. That's not even real." <laughs> exactly Exactly.
1: so a good amount of them you're going to find that one where you can kind of laugh at yourself a little bit yeah that's kind of a stretch like you know um and then and then there might be some that will be a little bit harder but but ultimately then you ask yourself okay well what do I want to be true right what do I want to be true so let's say what you want to be true is that you're physically fit enough to be whatever instructor that your heart desires and so so then what i do now is kind of a a double layer approach so one is like the thought approach so now what you consciously do and you have this on your journal um, like you know hopefully you reference it like once a day when you're doing your meditations and stuff and so you start becoming more of like a thought cop (laughs) for yourself and as soon as that little thought comes up that says oh you're not physically fit enough right then you replace it with a I am the perfect level of fit to be this, right? Or whatever you want to replace with the new truth, right? And, you know, you could even get creative. It could be like, maybe because I wasn't, I'm not nat, I'm not naturally physically fit. I'm going to be even more inspirational to people, right? Or, right, because you're like, wow, I'm going to get to tell them stories about like, I was like, I was dying after I took class when I first started out, right? And you're going to get to right. relate to them. Or maybe you're just going to choose, I am perfectly physically fit for this. So you start doing As that thought. Yeah. And then you, uh, what I like to, pra- uh, to pair it with is some like practical um, action, right? So for instance, with that, if you have that thought, then if there is an action, well, what's the action you could take? It could be like, well, I want to work out three times a week. And or whatever that is, right? And make it a reasonable, concrete thing that you can also, that you can negate that, right? By you showing up for whatever three workouts you want to a week or whatever that is, you know, then you're also ingraining that in yourself. So, oh my, of course I'm physically fit. You know, of course I got this. So I like healing at the thought and the, um and on the practical level, because it's really helpful to have that kind of like backing you. Right. Um, and, and of course there's other way like other healing techniques, you know, uh, when I work with clients, we do a lot of like inner child healing and healing like old wounds and stuff like that. But I think a good place to start is just start, excavating those fears, because once we excavate them, they have less power, power on us just to begin with because you can kind of see them. Right.
0: Right. It's like the angel on your shoulder or the devil on your shoulder. Right. Like who, which one are you going to be friend? Which one are you going to be best friends with? Right. And I, I, the way I always put it, um, is like, you're a detective and you're either building the case like for yourself or against yourself. And like, you have the pat, you can do, you can stack it either way you want. Absolutely. But I love love writing down your fears and like getting really intimate. Let's call it getting intimate with your fears, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I think that's so
0: important. I love that. All right, what's the fourth and final step to manage? So the
1: final step I think is the most fun. Um, (laughs) It's called quantum embodiment. So it's when we just fully step into that version of us, right? Because part of, like we were talking about before, Why why do we want that future version of us is is because of how we're going to feel when we get there. Right. And it's because of the part of who we are going to have to be to show up at that. Right. Mm -hmm. Who we're going to become to 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 have that manifestation. And so the good news is that you get to be there right now. There's nothing really stopping you. 99% of it is how you show up. And then maybe 1% is like something in the external world. Right. And so, you know, just going on with that same thing, it's like, okay, if that's who you want to be, you want to be a motivational, you know, fitness instructor, that's something that you want to do. Well, then what are you committed to doing at at the, how is it going to feel? Well, okay. The obvious thing would be like, I'm going to be taking fitness classes, right? I'm going to be a positive, Even if you're not the instructor, I'm going to go to that class and I'm going to be the one that like shouts with the instructor, you know, like cheers on. And like, is that enthusiastic person that's, you know, supporting the instructor and supporting the positive vibe of the class. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be, um, I'm going to, you know, what, how do I feel like that kind of person is going to take care of themselves? Right. Well, you know, Maybe you're like, okay, well, if I'm going to have to, you know, encourage other people, then what am I going to have to do? Well, every day I'm probably going to meditate. I'm going to like do, I'm going to eat well. I'm going to take care of myself in certain ways so I can show up for others. Right. Maybe I'm going to get on Instagram and yeah, I'm going to read the books that that person would read. I might get on Instagram and share tips or just share like motivational things. I'm going to show up like that to the people in my life. Right. I'm going to be someone that's like a source of positivity, you know, and so for all of those things that we desire, we ask, okay, how can I show up as that person right now? And what are the habits, the rituals, the energy that I can embody right now? And, and the, the magic is, is, is that in that, and that's kind of probably what was happening with me and you before we knew what we could do was a thing was that we started showing up as it. Right. right, We just started showing up as it, and then it and then it met us there because yep. we were already being the kind of person that would have that job, we didn't know the job existed, but we were showing up at that at that level of that pain. And so then the opportunities will appear because then all of a sudden you're showing up that way, and you you do become a magnet for those opportunities, and you get yourself on a vibrational level where you're attracting those kind of opportunities because you attract what you are. And so you already are it.
0: Right. 100%. That's the fun part, I think. You already are it. <laughs> 100%. Um, so start showing up in the world as, you know, how you would feel if you had that thing or that job or that relationship or whatever. Um, start showing up in the world as that. I love it. You also talk a lot about on Instagram um, about like the sun and the moon and the stars and astrology and things like that, which I'm like such a nerd and like geek out on all of that. But uh, I don't know. I just want to talk about that. I don't even know if I have a specific question around it. more so like can we just talk about it i don't know i know like like i'm like a sagittarius um but my rising sign is also a sag so i'm like double sag um Mm. which is i must be must be kind of crazy uh to have that much sag energy i don't know (laughs) (laughs) um
1: a truth seeker and philosopher to the max yeah, it, it also you know if you to have your rising and your uh, sun sign as the same sign, it also means that like who you are as a soul is very much who people perceive you as, right? Um, so there's not as much of that duality, right? Where a lot of people the rising sign is more of like I, I used to I kind of joke where like your rising sign is like the people who meet you at a party, right? and your sun sign are like your best friends, right? So like your best friends know your sun sign, right? That's the part of you that comes out at like, you know, the slumber party or in the like intimate conversations, the people that kind of know your quirks and things, right? Um, The rising sign is like someone who watches your podcast, maybe, right? Although, I mean, to be honest, in this day and age, I mean, my sun sign is, my whole podcast is pretty much my sun sign because it's like all about magical things. Right. So that's my Pisces. Um, But my Aries is that's my rising, right. That's more of what people that don't know me as well. If you just kind of like met me very casually, right. And you didn't listen to any podcasts or know that as well, then you might think something of me right? Where if you know me more, you know, the other thing with you, since you have the both, it's very much like what you see is what you get. You know what your moon is?
0: No, I don't know that. So
1: your moon, um, your moon is your emotional life. So it's how you relate to your emotional life. And those are usually like the biggest ones to look at in your chart, your sun, your moon and rising, your seventh house. Everyone likes looking at their seventh house because that's long-term relationships. Um, (laughs) Okay. See, I (laughs) got (laughs) to Google all of
0: this when I get off this (laughs) list.
1: But, you know, the thing I love about it, I actually, it's a, you know, the story of how I came into astrology um, was actually, it's another one of those kind of like stories where you fall into something um, that we were talking about where I had already been, I was living in New York at the time. I had been working with women, you know, as a spiritual mentor for, you know, a bit. And, and I started, I did like a yoga meditation teacher training and in our yoga meditation teacher training, they just would tell us about like the new moons. They would just like kind of mention it briefly. It wasn't like, you know, hard, like really into it, but they would mention it. And I started correlating. I would literally like, I've been talking to like 10 different women. Right. And like the, my client list is like all over the world. Right. So they're all over the world different ages, different like socioeconomic situations, different things that they're striving for. And it would blow my mind how literally certain weeks of the month, they would all line up. Every single conversation would have the same theme in it. And I wouldn't be like, you know, with, with my coaching, I'm very much like, I really trust it like when we sign up we're in a divine container and I have certain I have certain you know things I like doing with people but for the most part I let them I let the divine drive and their intuition drive the show and you know, you come to me, you start the session, you let me know like what's hot and fresh and like on your mind and on your heart. Right. So I was not like steering these people right in the same direction. And I was blown away that this was happening. And then I started correlating it to the astrological events. And that's how I became such a big believer in astrology because um of just seeing it in my practice. Right. And so that's, I started talking about it with women. And this is why I talk about it on Instagram. And I I talk about it with my clients all the time. Because I found, you know, I remember when it first started happening, I was like, do my clients really want me to like waste like 10 minutes of their session explaining why they're feeling this way because of the moon and the (laughs) stars, right? (laughs) And so I started with some of my clients that I was really comfortable with. And I was like, do you want to know, like, there's something astrologically going on that's connected to this? And they'd be like, yeah. And then I would tell them that. And the magic that would happen would be that one, they didn't feel so alone, right? And they felt like they were on, they felt like more like they were on like divine track, right? Right. Even if what was going on seemed really frustrating or was not necessarily like, you know, a like happy, happy, joy, joy occurrence, they were like, oh, okay actually it brings me comfort to know that because of this conjunction going on in the sky, we're all dealing with in healing our inner child right now. Right. <laughs> so yeah. it makes sense that I'm thinking about this thing that happened in kindergarten or whatever. Right. Or wow. I realized that like, we just had, we just had a big uh, eclipse in your sign and Sagittarius. So we just had this new moon eclipse in Sagittarius and you know, for to know that, of course, like there's this time for us, you know, and Sagittarius is like the philosopher of the zodiac, the truth seeker of the zodiac, um, and it was Sagittarius was also in Mercury, so it was a time for us to really reflect, and a lot of our conversation today has been very aligned with that too. Is you know, what's the story that you're telling people, right? And and what is the ultimate truth that you want to to believe that you want to persist. Um, This past eclipse was connected with uh, 18 months ago. And so this past year and a half, it's pretty much like the whole time. I mean, this past eclipse, a a lot of us were making sense of like, what were all the things that we learned during this like quarantine COVID like-
0: Wait, I was in an 18 month month fury, like firestorm and now I'm out of it. Is that what you're telling me?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I hope so. Um, but, but for all of us, it was, it was really just like, we had 18, uh, the past 18 months, you know, pretty much if you time that, so it was like June, 2020. Right. So that was like once like COVID kind of started kicking up. Right. Right. Yeah. And so thinking about, you know, what were the big events that transpired in your life for the last 18 months and what meaning did you make out of it? And what story are you telling about it? And that's exactly what you were saying. You're a detective for good. You're a detective for bad, right? And so this eclipse is really telling us that the new moon, a fresh start, is saying, hey, if you are not making it mean an empowering thing, we can change that now, right? We can look back and say, okay, you know, at the time I I was really making it mean that I'm a victim and nothing supports me and now my dreams are sabotaged and whatever it is that we are making it mean. And here's the thing. No one's to say that you don't have any right to feel that way. You certainly have, you know, may have felt that way. But Sagittarius is going in there and saying, okay, but is that the most productive truth to have? Right?
0: Right. Right.
1: Is that the, is that the, can we now look back and say, okay, well maybe that was my truth at the time, but I'm choosing a new truth. And my new truth is that all of these things happened and it made me so much stronger and it made me realize that I really do want those desires and it made me realize that nothing's going to stop me or whatever it is. Right. Right. So anyway, I love, I love the astrology because I think it's, I feel like we're being like life coached by the stars. <laughs> and, <I love> <laughs> right. And that there is this kind of divine, Uh, unfolding of our, our path. And when we attune ourselves with those energies, um, it, I think it, it, it just, it makes our journey more pleasant. Um, and it provides us with a lot of different energies that we can tap into for greater healing and, um, you know, expediting our path positively.
0: Wow. Yeah. Man, this is like, I feel like you're like inside my brain. This is, I could have this conversation like over and over and over again. Like these are the things that I absolutely love, but I feel like they are thoughts that I have and ideas that I have and things that I think about frequently, but I feel like you package it up in such a way that's very easily digestible, um, and easy for people to understand. Um, and so I love that. I love that so deeply. Um, Yeah. So, uh, I want everyone to go out and get her book manifesting through meditation. Um, yes, it's so cute and blue and aqua and green and I love it. Um, and that's going to kind of give you like a bigger breakdown into those four steps and really how to manifest your dream life in all of the ways, but, uh, you know, not, you know, it just sounds like you're guiding people through that experience, um, and give them meditations and visualizations as well. So there's, you know, takeaways, which is awesome.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely, I really wanted to create something that was like, uh, like a very practical, practical, easy to use, easy to implement guide. Um, so that it wasn't just like reading about all this philosophy, but then being like, how do I make put that in my life, right? So I really like hold your hand all the way through and give you a 100 different meditations and practices and, and different ways that you can um, actually, you know, embody it and put it in your life and, and have some amazing breakthroughs and manifest and, and all the things. So it's like, Having me in the little book. I love <laughs> that.
0: Um, especially because, hey, it's going to be a good 2022 if everyone knows how to manifest all the things that they they dream of. Uh, and and then this book will guide you through that. So I want to thank you so much for being on today. Just one last question for you, which is, what is one piece of advice that you would give your younger self?
1: I would be, don't worry so much. <laughs> I would say don't worry so much. Um Life is so precious. Just be happy um, and enjoy every moment and find, you know, joy every step of the journey.
0: I love it. Great, great advice. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll tell our current selves that too.
1: <laughs> right. No, I tell me. Exactly. Younger exactly. you and current you. I was so worried as, when I was young, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, it's
0: yeah. not that serious. Yep, exactly. I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much for uh, being on, Cassandra. You were amazing.
1: Oh, thanks so much for having me, Victoria. It's a pleasure.
0: All right. That is a wrap on Cassandra Bodzak. Uh, I don't know if it's a wrap, actually. I feel like I definitely need to have her on for a second episode sometime in the future. Um, I hope that you, maybe if you came into this episode feeling stuck, or maybe if you came into this episode feeling uninspired, or maybe you clicked play on this episode and you felt like, Things were just not going the way that you wanted want them to in your life. I hope that this episode gave you a new perspective. I hope it gave you newfound uh, vision around the things that you were experiencing in your life, and hopefully, it helped you manifest. Or will help you manifest your dream life moving forward. So definitely move through those four steps. Uh, find yourself dipping or falling into the gap or dipping into that cosmic ocean as we talked about. Um, there's lots of magic to be had in your life and know that Every time you're turned down or someone says no, it's maybe because there's something better waiting for you. So that is a wrap for today, you guys. Thank you so much. I know I say this every time, but I truly mean it from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate you for being here. Um, You know, when it comes to manifestation, when it comes to having that goal in mind, um, or maybe it's like we talked about, the thing hasn't been created just yet. A lot of times when I think about this podcast, I'm like, I know that I love doing it. I'm here and I'm showing up and I'm doing the work, but it's like, it's hard to see on a big level, like what the big goal is. And it's hard to even set a big goal for what this podcast can be or might be or any of the things. But sometimes you just have to keep showing up and let the magic happen around you. And eventually you're guided into that place where it tends to all start to make sense. Right. And so um. Just know that I do this because I love doing it. Uh, but you listening really helps me manifest what this will turn into. So I hope you enjoyed today. Um, I thank you for listening every week. It means the most to me. Uh, if you have a moment, please make sure that you are subscribed. Make sure you're hitting five stars. And if you have an extra, extra moment, uh, then please share it on Instagram with your followers. Tell people what this episode meant to you and leave us a review. So that's it. Go have a kick-ass 2022. I will see you next week. And I appreciate you. VB out. Bye, y'all.